I'm excited about this episode because this is exactly where we are in our lives. We're at five months. Our baby's just turned five months and we're supposed to be starting solids. And there's so many girls in my mother's group and I'm feeling so overwhelmed with all the information out there because they're all, um, you know, eating, getting their babies to eat solids. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm not ready for that. I've just mastered the boob. The boy still loves it too, so (laughs) (laughs) stick with it. But I'm excited about this episode because we do have a very special guest who I'll get to in a minute. But I feel like there's a lot of parents that get really anxious about starting solids and we are two parents here and we've brought in the expert for this (laughs) one. Um, But a massive shout out to our friends at Feeding Friend who are sponsoring us at the moment, our podcast, First Time Parents. We love doing this because, like we said, it's kind of like a therapeutic tool, isn't it? Us getting in here and... Gets a lot off your chest. Yeah, a lot of... Talk things through. Yeah. So we started doing it when Memphis... Well, the week before Memphis was born. And it's our commitment to you to share all our our glorious and shitty moments. Um, And it's all thanks to feedingfriend.com.au at the moment. If you want to get round their self-inflatable breast or bottle feeding pillow, Heidi 30 for 30% off. It's pretty cool that you can travel with this pillow as well. Like, I just realised I took it everywhere with me you know you roll it up yeah yeah you can seal it and then yeah. it just sort of compresses so and it's convenient i've got one in the bedroom and one in the lounge room and like i said i had all of the the pillows i was massive fan of feeding friend before they even got behind this podcast so big love to amanda and the gang at feedingfriend.com.au if you want to get around it and now for our guest dr kyla now you are a pediatrician dietitian close pediatric dietitian. oh shit a paediatrician's a doctor, isn't yes. it? Well, you've got I'm doctor. I'm a doctor, but not a medical doctor. Okay. So I don't want to give any medical advice. Okay. But basically, you've got kids yourself. Yes. Yep. You've been through the whole solids. Um, sure have. Would you call it a journey? I'd call it a journey. Yeah. But I loved it. Like, this is... I had a high chair before I had a baby. Like, really? I was ready. Awesome. <laughs> <Prepped>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think the first thing we need to get out of the way is when do you start with solids? Because Memphis is five months. Like I said, a lot of the girls in the mother's group have already started. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. And I know a lot of parents feel super overwhelmed. Yeah, there's so much information. So that's, much. That's the overwhelming part, I think, is that everybody's already asking you questions. Yeah. Are you doing it this way? When are you starting? Yeah. What are you doing? Which foods are you using? It's like, oh, my yeah. God. And then, I don't know anything. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, the allergies that come yeah. into it and all that kind the of choking, stuff. choking, the finger yeah. food. Oh, my God, yeah. the choking. And I went to first aid Tiny Tots the other day, and I, that was the first question I asked was, I'm going to start solid soon. I don't know if I want to. You know, because I don't want him to choke. Yeah, it's a huge fear. Yeah, huge. Lots of people have. Do you actually, are you worried about starting solids or are you just like, Uh, I'm pretending I'm anxious for you? (laughs) No, I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, I think it's one of those things that it it does have to happen. Yeah. Exactly when I'm not too bothered, but. Do you know anything about it though? Yeah, you feed the kids solids. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Okay, so lucky you're here. So when do we start? Yeah, so I think when you start depends on your baby. Yeah. So our recommendations in Australia are around six months. Yeah. But the evidence that we've got is that most babies are starting too early before they're ready. Yeah. The majority of babies are ready somewhere between five and six months um, to start solids. So there's absolutely no rush to get in there early. And I think sometimes when people around you are starting, 
that's when it gets really tricky because you feel like you're missing the boat. Like, should I be doing this? I don't know. And it's just so easy to get your boob out or a bottle as well. Even like you just have to go to the fridge, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it's so easy and you don't have to think about it. And I was thinking, you know, we only travelled recently back to the East Coast and then we travelled around in our van the last thing I would have been wanting to do was pack and think about food and everything for him. Have you got the right food? Are they going to eat yeah. that food? Whereas the boob works. Yeah. If we're stopping at a server, is there anything I can get a yeah, baby? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the, I've heard as well that it can be for the, their digestive system that they're not ready as well. Um, or is that if just If it's bullshit? earlier than four months, yeah. We definitely yeah. don't want to be feeding babies earlier than four months. But in my career, so I've been a paediatric dietitian for 14 years now. Yeah. And I reckon I've seen about two or three babies in that time who are ready early, like that four-month mark. Most babies are really ready between five and six months. So what you're looking for signs signs for your individual baby. So you want them to be able to sit up with some support. Uh They don't have to be totally sitting up on their own, holding themselves up. But if they're sitting on your lap and they're really slumpy or they're mm-hmm. falling forward, um, that's not going to work because yeah. that's a really big choking risk. If they have to be reclined to eat, it makes it really increases their risk of choking. Okay. You want them to be able to sit up and move their head independently. So if mm-hmm. your baby's still got a bit of a bobbly kind of head, yeah, um, no good. You mm-hmm. want them to be able to sit up for two reasons. One, the main one is that it protects their airways, that their neck is really elevated. It's yeah. They're holding their head up. But also if you offer them something that they don't want, they can really clearly tell you by turning their head to the side and kind of putting that spoon out of the reach. So if you're using a spoon. Yeah. Um, so you really want good head control. You want some good trunk control. Um, you want them to be showing a massive interest, right? And and how do they do you, that? Have you noticed this with Memphis? Well, because someone told me the other day, if they're watching you whilst you're eating, then they're ready. And I was kind of like, oh. He watches me brush my teeth. Yeah. He's yeah. like ready for teeth. <laughs> he doesn't even have teeth. <laughs> yeah. He's intrigued by everything at the moment anyway. And I think there's a difference, right? Yeah. So watching you is one thing. Yeah. When he's at that point that he's just ready for food, he will be like reaching out for it, opening his mouth oh. like a little baby bird, like really showing you, I want that oh, thing that you're really? doing. It's a really different so it's not just the watching. It's not just the watching. Has he been doing that with you? No, I know you <laughs> yeah. said that he was doing that when you were eating, but whether that was just more of an interesting rather than I really want the that. The watching, yeah. And it's a yeah. big jump in a couple mm. of weeks. Like, if he's only just turned five months, chances are he's probably not quite ready. Well, yeah, he and from only... what you've just said, I yeah. think, yeah, he's not fully holding himself up as well as probably what he should yeah. be doing. So we're And probably... those skills do come along really quickly at yeah. this stage. Yeah. Um, so you don't, definitely don't need to rush it. He holds it. himself up really well. Sitting in the bumbo. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like. But sitting him on his own. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still. The bumbo's still... really tricky because the way that the bumbo supports babies <gasps> is a really Makes different th- that's what way I... from sitting. Yeah. So it's kind of like it holds them unnaturally. Like yeah. it's a little bit of a C shape. Yeah. The bumbo like doesn't do a great over. job. Yeah. yeah. For solids. And he's only just started reaching out to like yeah. my face and stuff like that. So that's why I was kind of like, he, you know, and he did his first roll from back to tummy Yay. yesterday. So. Like, and that's what I mean. I'm like, we've got plenty of time. Yeah. Don't rush it. Well, a lot happens, like you say, in a month. And yeah. also, if you're trying to introduce to a baby who's just not developmentally ready, you kind of start off on a bit of a the wrong foot. Like it's yeah. a bit yeah. of a battle from the start trying to get them to do yeah. what you want them to do, which is the total opposite to what we want. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so when he's ready, say, and, you know, for people, they might have a five-month or whatever that they're ready now. Yeah. 
how do we go about it? Because like I said, I went to the free um, health nurse one the other day and it was like, you know, you do your purees, then you do your mash, then you do, um, I can't remember the next one, around the eight months of slice stuff. And I was just like, oh, God. But they're like, whatever you do, don't get heaps of puree because you're only going to be doing that for a month. And I'm like, shit, do I even want to do puree? It's tricky. Like there are different ways you can do it. And I think what people get stuck on is that you have to choose how you're going to do it. Yeah. And again, like with this part of it, the best bit is about responding to your baby. So some babies love being spoon fed. Others like feeding themselves. Others like a combination of both. Yeah. I think there are real benefits to doing some spoon feeding early. So using some puree, Mm -hmm. but also doing some finger food from quite early as well. So that kind of baby led weaning approach. Yeah. So let me kind of explain baby led weaning. That's where everybody gets really stuck and there's not great evidence-based information out there about it as well. So basically spoon fed, spoon feeding is taking regular food, blitzing it up in your, you know, processor or your Nutribullet or whatever. Your steak for you. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Just feed them mince in. And and offering it on a spoon, right? And you basically increase the texture. So it's getting more lumpy, more chunky over time. With baby-led weaning, it's actually um, about offering them finger food only from the start. So actually not using spoon feeding, um, but giving them food that they can kind of gnaw on and learn to chew from the beginning. Yep. And there are benefits to both, right? Um, Spoon feeding is really helpful because when your baby is around six months, the main nutritional reason that we introduce solids is because they're running out of iron. They don't have the iron stores from when they Mm -hmm. were born anymore and breast milk and um, or formula doesn't have enough iron to sustain them as they get older. Yeah. So that's why we're introducing food, essentially. But do you know any iron foods, high iron foods? Um, uh, Spinach. Spinach actually doesn't have a lot. Oh, it has, it does have Failed. some in it, but it's quite bound up yeah. the way that plant food is oh. in spinach particularly. There's a, a number of things like phytates in there that actually stop absorption. But Mushrooms, you don't need to know that. Oh, we've got a wriggler over there. So it's also Memphis is asleep over. in the other room. This happened Spinach's last week room. when we were recording um, with our sleep specialist. He but wants to know what he's going to be eating. I know. Yeah. He does, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll watch him for a yeah. second and then if you need to go, daddy yep. daycare. <laughs> Yes, yes. Meat, meat's yeah. winner. Yep. yep, fish. Yep. Yep. What if you don't, don't want to do meat? You don't have to do meat. You can do vegetarian options. Yep. So lentils, lentils and legumes yeah. have a high yep. iron. Things Broccoli? Like, mm, a little bit, not yep. a heap. Things like nuts, seeds, chia have a oh, little bit. Yep. Egg has a little bit. But the thing about most of those foods, if you think about it, like steak, chicken, fish, nuts, legumes, yeah. they're not foods that babies can eat. Yeah. Right? You cannot, a baby cannot, all they can do is swallow milk at this stage. Yeah. So the whole process is about helping them to learn to eat. Yeah. But it's about the right textures. So spoon feeding is great because you can actually puree foods that they can't chew and swallow. Yeah. Right? So that's really helpful. But baby-led weaning is also really helpful or using finger foods because your baby can feed themselves from the start. Yeah. They can feel really independent and in control. Um, and also it's n- there's no tempting them to eat more than they need. Yeah. Which often happens with the spoon, fe- spoon feeding because people think, oh, there's only a couple of spoons left. I'll keep trying. That's it. Until I get it in. Yeah. And I, I know like with him, so we had – he he loved the bottle at the start. Yeah. Then, and we struggled with the boob and then we had to teach him about the boob and then, then he went no bottle, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then now the only way Thought he'll that. take the bottle is if he feeds <clears throat> himself. Yeah. Like, and that's how we got him to get on the bottle again. So I feel like he will yeah. be yeah. a little independent. And some of those independent kitties, they just don't want to be spoon fed. Yeah. And there are some awesome spoons that you can buy 
that they can do it themselves. It yep. kind of hangs on to the puree. Oh. They're really helpful. Um, but, you know, practicing with some finger foods yeah. things can be really, you know, important for those kids. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, I don't think you need to choose, am I doing baby-led weaning? Am I doing puree? It's like, just do baby-led feeding. Yes. Follow your baby's cues. Yeah. Trust them. Make sure that the, the texture is safe. And that's the main concern I've got about baby-led weaning is – some of the information that you can get, like a lot of it is just on the internet. Yeah. And it's risky. Like mm. babies need to learn to chew over time. Well, right. And that's what I was thinking. Like I'm so worried about, I mean, it sounds easier to me than the whole puree thing and cooking up and freezing and doing all that kind of stuff because you give them a little bit of what you're having on yeah. the side and stuff. But uh, like they don't have teeth. Like teeth all of them are totally don't have, irrelevant. So it doesn't don't matter. Really? Right. But texture-wise, it is really important that we – like make sure that the texture is matches their skill. Yeah. Right? Because if they're only used to swallowing milk, they yep. can't chew meat. They can chew, they can learn to chew like soft wedges of pumpkin, for mm-hmm. example, as a starting point. But the idea is that we gradually get more and more chewy yeah. over time. And do we worry about choking with baby yeah, led weaning? Yeah. 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 Um, and really that's most people's big fear. Yeah. Like that's one of the reasons that I launched my program was because everyone was terrified of yeah. choking yeah. and it meant that they were just putting it off. And actually between seven and nine months, there's a, a kind of window, I guess, where babies really develop their biting and chewing skills. Uh-huh. So if you really kind of withhold and get quite panicky and, you know, wait till they're a bit older, you actually miss a bit of that window. Yeah. So you don't need to panic. You don't need to rush in early with finger foods, but you do need to be thinking about how can I actually give them the skills and confidence so that they keep getting better yeah. as they get older. So what are we supposed to feed them? Because that's what they talked a lot of. Everyone talks in the mother's group and stuff about the rice, cereal. Yeah. Um, I love that you keep turning up the volume to see if we can hear <laughs> is that him. him? Is he coughing? I don't he, know. Is he stirring yet? Like he's definitely rolling around in there. <laughs> yeah, so like a lot of people talk about this rice cereal. Yeah. Um, like, where do we begin? The key is iron, okay? Yeah. So you want an iron-rich food at yeah. every meal that you offer. Now, when your baby starts at around that five, six-month mark, they only need one meal a day. So uh-huh. you don't need to be, like, gung-ho leaping into meals yeah. and snacks and all so of that. So one meal a day. Yeah, one meal a day to start with. Um, and basically, you're thinking about an iron-rich food. Uh-huh. So have you got either a puree that's an iron-rich food or yeah. a finger food that's an iron-rich mm-hmm. food? And then it's about teaching your baby about... In the wonderful world of food, really. Mm. So basically, in this next kind of six to eight months, Memphis is going to be more into food and flavours than he's going to be probably for the next six years. Oh, you right? reckon? Because this is what the child health nurse said the other day. She goes, they don't, it doesn't really matter about flavour and stuff like that. Yeah, it does. It doesn't matter about salt and, yeah. like, creating it to a flavour that you like, but it does matter that you offer a heap of flavours over time Yeah, so that we can kind of teach his palate early on that there's so many different things Mm. because where people really get stuck is they're kind of feeding things that they know their baby really loves Mm -hmm. and so they get stuck on either fruit puree or yogurt yeah and because that's sweet isn't it exactly yeah yeah. but actually our job is to teach him about food yeah at the moment well that's one thing she did say which i thought that was quite fun that she said that and i don't know whether you would agree but she said everything under one with food is fun Definitely, I think fun is hugely important, Yeah, but it's also not – like sometimes when you say food for under one is just for fun, people kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if they don't 
you know, have that meal today or if uh, I skip this yeah, or yeah. if I just give you them still need structure. You still need yep. to be thinking like iron is really important. And actually yep. if you're not offering iron rich foods, there's a real risk of iron deficiency in yeah. babies and toddlers. So you don't want to go down that path. Yeah. I do totally agree that it has to be enjoyable. Like yeah. it's meant to be a nice thing. Like when you share a meal with your partner, yeah. it's meant to be kind of like that with yep. kids. Like you're actually teaching them about food and sharing the experience. So uh, you've just checked on the baby. Have you got him back to sleep? For now. Legend. <laughs> I love Look it. Look at all the skills he's I learned. know. In just a week. So what, okay, so say we wanted to start solids tomorrow. Yeah. What kind of foods would we go with? Cool. Tea bone. <laughs> you totally could. You could <laughs> nice do a version of. Nah. <laughs> well, you want to be thinking about iron-rich foods. So you could do kind of a meat-based puree if you wanted. You could use something like a lamb chop um, as a finger food for him. Yeah. But what you would want to do is actually trim off the really nice part of the chop yeah um and you can eat that yourself Perfect. and actually leave a kind of half centimeter bit of meat that he can kind of suck on and get the juices off because we actually don't want him to tear bits of meat off that even yep. if he's got no teeth babies have really strong gums if you've ever yeah. been bitten yeah you will know that they are solid. yeah um you're talking so, about the nipple aren't you yeah, <laughs> yeah i saw that yeah. <laughs> it <hurts. laughs> but basically you want him to have something that has a bit of flavor and yeah. flavor it like comes from zucchini flavor comes from you know yeah food. don't yeah. feel like you ever you don't want to add sugar or salt to your baby's food ever. is the basic rule mm-hmm. yeah. right so something like um something to gnaw on like that and then i i love a combination of puree and finger foods from the start yeah. i think it ticks the nutritional box and it ticks the experience okay box. so what finger foods were, are you talking cool. about because i'm thinking like this afternoon when you leave we're going to have like celery and carrots um hummus. cheese and biscuits <laughs> oh, like they're my finger foods yeah they're mine baby <laughs> frankfurt's <laughs> meat pies. Um, and i guess so okay so when you're starting on solids i wouldn't start babies on finger foods for eating until about six months yeah because most of them don't have the skill before uh-huh. that point so from six months you're basically looking for a finger food that is about the size of two fingers yeah that's why they call it finger food now yep. i just got it a baton kind of size because most people think special <laughs> yeah, <well> done. <laughs> most people think like with babies you have to start little but yeah. actually little is much harder for them because they can only pick it up with their fist oh. so you want it big enough that it's kind of poking out yep. the edge and you want it soft enough that it squashes between your finger and your thumb okay. with almost no pressure okay okay so the best things are basically wedges or batons of steamed sweet potato pumpkin zucchini eggplant cauliflower broccoli you can do steamed apple and pear really ripe peach Uh fruit and veggies tend to be some of the best early finger foods yeah and just give it to him him in chunks yeah would you do it in those little mesh things yeah the mesh feeders are interesting so they basically got like a handle on one end and a net on the other and you can put food in it i like them for a few weeks at the start when your baby's just kind of learning to put things in their mouth chew it a bit and get some flavor i don't like using them for a long period of time because they trick babies into thinking that you just put food in your mouth bite you and swallow yeah right and so if you're used to putting like watermelon in a mesh feeder right your baby's chomping away and getting all the Mm -hmm. juice and nothing's breaking off they're like oh this is fun but if you then give them a bit of watermelon and they just put it in their mouth bite chew and swallow yeah like watermelon is still quite firm at the beginning for a baby right that's actually a big choking risk if they take a chunk off and they're expecting it just to melt away like it does in the mesh bag so i wouldn't use them for more than six weeks probably right oh my god i'm so scared already (laughs) 
I think, though, the thing that you want to be really conscious of. But also cooking. I'm so oh. scared that I've got to cook as well. The good thing is you don't have to be a good cook because your baby knows absolutely no difference. Uh, absolutely And then no he'll difference. be like, God, you, you fed me such shit. And so he'll want to help when he's older. That's the plan. And then he can cook for you. Yeah, exactly. By the time he's eight, serving you breaking in bed. Perfect. It's a dream, right? Uh, yeah. The thing that overwhelms most people yeah. is the choking food, right? Yeah. So... Let me explain. And they probably talked about mm. gagging and choking in the Tiny Hearts course. Tiny tiny Tots, yeah, yeah, tiny yeah. Tiny Tots? Yeah, okay. So basically, if your baby is picking up, let's say they've got a wedge of zucchini, right? Mm-hmm. They put it in their mouth, they bite a bit off, they're chewing, chewing, and they try and swallow, and that bit's too big. Their natural response is to gag. Yes. Now, yeah. that's the protective mechanism. That stops it going down their throat the wrong way yeah. if it's too big. And in the same way that if you tried to swallow, like, a whole lolly, you actually can't make your brain get it past your throat. Yeah. Right? Because it's saying, that's too big. Like, it's not going to fit. Yeah. You can't do it. And it's the same for babies. They're not meant to swallow big pieces. So their yeah. brain steps in, they start coughing, they go really red, their eyes off in water, they're working really hard to get that food forward yeah. so that they can keep chewing and try again. Okay. That is the step before biting and chewing. Yeah. Like, that's them learning, oh, that's too big. Yeah. I need to keep going. So it's not bad if that it's happens. It's awesome. Oh, right? Shit. It's meant to happen. And this is the thing because it looks really scary. Yeah. I can send you a couple of videos so you can have a little watch. Oh, but my God. Yes, please. You'll but watch I don't them. Know. You'll watch them and be like, oh, my God, the baby's choking. Yeah. But the difference with choking is that choking is completely silent. Okay? When when a baby is choking, there is food stuck in their windpipe. <gasps> yeah. They can't breathe. There's nothing coming mm. in or out. They can't use coughing or anything mm. to force it forward. They're turning blue, not red. Like, yeah. it's a completely different thing. Oh, my God. The tricky thing is, though, when babies are gagging, it's really like if you're really nervous about it already, mm. your natural instinct is to like rip him out of the high chair yeah. and like bang him on the back. Yeah. But the problem is that teaches him, like, oh, if that happens, we all need to panic. Like, yes. if, if that's too that's big to what swallow, the, that's what they said the other I day. I need to panic. Yeah. And actually, what we want to do is sit opposite him. And I really recommend with your hands in your lap so that you're not tempted to reach out and bang him or scoop him out and actually just cough for him to copy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. good job. Have a cough. Yeah. You got it. Oh, my God. I actually feel so nervous. <laughs> like, think, That's all good. You're just choking to death. <laughs> I think the first couple of times you will be like, yeah. like you probably have out. to have both of you there because you're yeah. like, oh, my God, this is like terrifying me. But as soon as you know what it looks like, you're like, oh, he's just choking. He's fine. Yeah. And then it'll be your mum who's like, what's going on? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, he's fine. I've seen my sister do that with her kids and quite casually just go in and scoop it out like no big deal. And I'm like, what just happened? She's like, oh, he's losing his colour. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Jesus, freak out, but it's like, oh. no, it's, it's <laughs> That okay. sounds pretty scary. <laughs> really, I, I wouldn't want you to reach into their mouth unless you absolutely have to. Because as soon as you put your finger in, you actually increase the risk of accidentally pushing it past the point that they can actually cough it forward. Yeah. So that would always be a last resort. And if you did, you almost have to put your finger in the side and scoop scoop. back to front. Yeah. 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 That's what they were telling us at the tiny tots. It's like the the scoop. Yeah. But you actually don't have to intervene when they're gagging. It's just them like working out, oh, too big. And ideally you want them to cough it forward, have another bite chew and then actually swallow it down. So they're like, oh, okay, I can do that again. Yeah. And they just get better and better and better. Okay. How often do kids choke? Um, The choking rates are relatively low. The things that they're going to choke on are things that are hard and break off in chunks, Uh right? So raw apple and raw carrot are the highest choking foods in our country, right, Right. for kids. I wouldn't be offering a child a stick of raw carrot until they were three. 
Oh, uh, like buy and chewing yeah. skills. That's good to know. Between two and three yep. are when they really, even with my two and a half year old, like they're fairly thin strips of carrot. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think that's where it concerns me that in lots of baby led weaning Facebook groups where people are just sharing their own ideas and they're not necessarily coming from it yeah. an evidence point of view, that there's some dodgy recommendations out there. Yeah. Mm. And that's, I guess, where you've got to be careful. When you're talking at the beginning, I talked about that smush test where you yes. can smush it between your finger and your thumb. That's not a choking risk, right? If your food is able to smush between your finger and your thumb really easily, mm-hmm. that's what they'll do with their tongue and the roof of their mouth. And that's basically them learning to like bit of a squish yep. and then swallow. Okay. And then over time, we gradually steam it a little bit less. We make it more soft but not kind of break a party. Yeah. And the idea is break a party. Is that a... <laughs> Break a party. It sounded fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you basically want them to do more chewing as they get a bit older and a bit more skilled. Yeah. And then you're, you're working towards kind of family food okay. at around 12 months. Cool. Oh, wow. There's so much to learn, isn't there? There is. There's plenty, but it's, it's like fun. I say, it's, it's fun, you know. It's yeah. kind of cool because you're going to get to see their expressions of like, holy crap, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. You know, like wasn't your mate Kate that sent us some videos a, a little while ago and it was so cool just seeing their expressions yeah. for the first yeah, time. Yeah, when uh, no, it was actually, we were with her. So we were in Sydney at an Indian restaurant and um, her daughter, Stella, they were getting her to taste like all the little yogurts like and stuff like, you know, yeah. and, and like just her facial expressions from Cute. each one. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. What happens if, and we haven't talked about this yet, this is something that might, we need to discuss. <laughs> oh, what happens topic. if you want to be a vegetarian mum? Yeah, you can like, be a vegetarian so mum if what? you want to. The tricky you thing is... You don't feed them meat. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, like, because you want to get the iron-enriched rich, so foods the and the stuff, and you were saying that. Bit, right? But, so if you're, if you're raising your baby on a vegetarian diet, you basically need to be more conscious of iron because you need one and a half times the amount of iron than if you were offering a mixed plant it, and meat diet. Uh-huh. Just because the absorption from plant foods is less... Yep. And from heme-based iron, so okay. from meat. So you just have to be really conscious about providing enough high iron sources. So yep. you've really got to be using your lentils, your legumes, your nut seeds, mm-hmm. all of those kind of ones. In the puree and stuff in like that. In the puree and yep. in the finger foods where yep. you can. So like, there are things, if your baby wants to be um, sp- um, finger feed themselves, you can still use purees in baby muffins, baby pikelets, spread on yeah. toast. You know, like there's lots of options yeah. that you can do. It doesn't just have to be like you sitting there with a spoon. And yeah. Well, I know my bestie, she's vegan. And like I've, I've Vegan's always, really hard. It would be, wouldn't it? Really yeah. hard. So would they have to eat more if they're not... They don't have to eat more, but you just have to be more conscious of, of including those getting. all the time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, tofu, tempeh, those kind of foods as well. What's your number, if anyone, like thinking about parents now today that are, um, you know, wanting to introduce solids, what's, if you could just give them one piece of advice, what would that be? Could I give them two? Yeah, two. Is that equal? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my biggest one is it has to be enjoyable. It has to be a safe space and you never want to get into a situation where you're having to trick or distract or like waiting for your baby to yawn before you're putting food in their mouth. You never want to get mm-hmm. into that kind of battle around food totally has to be an enjoyable space for yeah everybody. and like if they don't if they don't the baby doesn't want to eat cool. then cool they don't want to eat it yeah yep. that's fine I, I actually really liked this from you the other day i was watching your insta story and people should definitely follow you Thank what's you. your instagram handle dr underscore kyla yes um because i really loved that how old's your daughter two and a half two and a half 
you didn't force her to eat. Never force. And I loved that because we come from a generation, even with, you know, with our, you know, my grandma came from the Great Depression and then passed on to her. You must finish everything on your plate. It's disrespectful not to eat it. Yeah, it's disrespectful not to eat it. I've slaved away in the kitchen and this and that. children in Africa. Yeah, like all this shit. Whereas you were like, no, she, she knows what has gone into her body today like because she's been at daycare she knows if she's not hungry then she's okay and that's my second tip is about you have to trust your baby's appetite yeah and that's really really tricky if you've been worried about their growth or you've never been able to trust your own appetite or you've always looked for external signs yourself because lots of people think well that can't be enough like she must need more yeah about i've calculated the iron and you need to have this you know yeah so then you start get panicky as a parent and then you start to put all this pressure on Mm. meal times and then point a which was make it enjoyable it becomes like really stressful for yeah. everyone and that that doesn't help anybody listen to their body yeah you totally yeah. have to trust your baby and it's hard your job though and this is how i like to put it your job is to be in charge of the big picture stuff yeah right you decide what's on offer you decide when you're doing it you set mm-hmm. up the environment but your child always decides about their body they always decide do they need less do they need more mm. are they doing it or are they not yeah, and I really like that, especially having an having had an eating disorder myself as a teenager and stuff like that. And I look back and I think, oh my god, I actually said this. It was one time, and also when they feed babies to to shut them up, yeah, like emotional eating. Yes. Is that when it all starts? It does. And do you know what? Like my, I shouldn't laugh, but like that's only of, because I had a moment and I was like, I think that we're all the problem of like the, these little emotional eaters because if they cry, here, quick, eat this food. snack. And or, the way like, that we use baby puffs now, yeah. there's a whole market of like puffed baby snacks, which are basically like a little bit of puffed air really yeah they're very expensive though like 50 bucks a kilo jesus um but they're things that we're using in the trolley in the car at the doctor's Uh, at so-and-so's house and they're just like this constant eating Mm. just to make them happy yeah right and that's not it's a slippery slope like definitely don't get me wrong like if you're on a plane you feed your baby whenever all the time (laughs) you're in a very confined time in a place yeah Yeah. but like we shove the boob in his face the whole time but be conscious like you don't want to get into that habit early where you're just you know he squawks and you you give him more food food. yeah Yeah. so true oh thank you so much i think i'm just reading through because i know a few people sent through questions um i've got one yeah (laughs) it's a bit of an odd one what's the deal with the word baby led weaning where the hell did that come from <laughs> wouldn't you just say like solid feed like you know is it french or and like something BLW is the yes the cool acronym yeah and, and my friend she tagged that like that was one of her hashtags the other day and i was like oh bless come on <laughs> um the tricky the confusing thing is about weaning as well because actually your breastfeeds or your bottle feeds don't change for at yeah. least a good three months when you start like you're basically just adding in food okay. to those feeds yeah so weaning was really about like weaning off yeah oh. but it, it really is about like food introduction that's why i like baby led yeah. feeding because it's just like it depends on your baby right yeah you feed them at the t- you know when you when it's time for meals but you trust them yeah to do what they need to do to um, eat as much as they want okay um there was a couple i just thought then you triggered that thought um what about if you have especially i think it's around i remember hearing something about the baby led weaning like what about reactions to food and sure. stuff allergies yeah allergies yeah. like i think that's a big another big thing Huge. that we, we all so, worry about Fear number one is choking. Fear number two is allergies. Yeah. And that's basically why I started baby meal times as well. Yeah. So that people could have 
like one space to find that information out, follow the instructions and just not have to panic about it. Yeah. So where is that information for people? um, Mm Babymealtimes.com.au. So it's a subscription service Uh where you basically, I just support you through the whole thing and answer all your questions as you go. Yeah. And there's like a finger food gallery of like 180 finger foods by age and stage and what textures you're aiming for. Yeah. Basically, so you don't have to do all that thinking and researching because it's overwhelming oh and my so-and-so God, is yeah. telling you one thing and your mother-in-law is telling you another and the nurse is telling you another yeah. and like what do i do ah, i don't yeah. know yeah. i just need someone to tell Lots me of process yeah. absolutely so the allergen stuff is quite overwhelming so there's nine key allergens so our rates are one in ten babies are going to develop a food allergy uh-huh. um and those nine allergens are the main ones they're going to um, react to so basically cow's milk wheat soy egg nuts um tree nuts uh, peanuts and tree nuts, sorry, shellfish, fish, and sesame are the main ones, yes. right? Even listening to that list, you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's so many foods. <laughs> the big ones are egg and peanut, right? Yeah. Egg you want to introduce before eight months and peanuts you want to introduce before 12 months. Mm-hmm. But ideally, you want to introduce them fairly early. Don't do them first because if your baby does have a reaction and that's your start of solids, it's, like, very yeah. traumatic. So yeah. don't do that. Start on easy kind of fruits and veg when you're the first week or two. Okay. And then you can start to introduce egg. So basically with egg, you want to cook it at a high temperature for a long period of time because mm-hmm. then it's less allergenic. So something like hard-boiled egg is a great one to mix into a puree. You can oh, blitz yeah. it out really easily. Um, and that's probably the, the least allergenic way of offering egg mm-hmm. at the start. You want to offer and you want to watch your baby for any signs of an allergic reaction. And my general advice is... If you're wondering, oh, are they having an allergic reaction? They're not. Like, you know. The, you know. So this stuff is like a rash that starts around their mouth and it spreads over their whole body. It's projectile vomiting, like they can't stop. It's yeah. swelling of their face or their throat or their eyes so they can't breathe. Yeah. Like it's significant reaction. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really scary and yes. I totally get that. The amazing thing about like allergy stuff is as soon as you get medical intervention, it stops right there. Yeah. Okay. So if your baby ever has any difficulty breathing after eating something, you call an ambulance straight away. Mm-hmm. They're here within five minutes. Mm-hmm. They reverse that straight away. Yeah. Okay. If um, they have a reaction, but it's not impacting their breathing, you take them to your GP as soon as you can. And that's why I tend to not recommend you introduce allergenic foods at like five o'clock at night. Yeah. It's peak hour and the doctor's closed. Like. No yeah, idea. better yeah. still just try it in the uh, car park of the hospital. <laughs> you know, there's so People many do. jams because of that. Yeah, if you're really scared though, I'd actually recommend. <laughs> I don't know, have a oh, picnic in the car park the at the hospital. It used to be a really big thing at PMH though because it really? would jam up the car parks. Yeah. Oh my god! No Jeez. way. People are stressed. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fair enough, but thing. at least yeah. you know right there's where the doctor is. Do you know to what help. I'd recommend though? Make an appointment with your GP if yeah. you're really stressed about it. They bolt bill babies. Just do it in your 15 minutes when you're there. Yeah. Like in that True. appointment, if you're really stressed about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that helps you feel like I can do it and I yeah. can do it early. Because we know now that the evidence is the earlier, the better. And then you've got to keep offering. Yeah. And then when with peanuts, peanut butter. Yeah. Is that so what peanut butter is probably the crunchy easiest. Or? Smooth. <laughs> Slight <laughs> choke disc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm already failing. <laughs> smooth. It's not what you want. It's <laughs> yeah. what's right for the baby. You get your own tub, baby. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to eat this. <laughs> But actually choosing, so Sanitarium, Woolies and Coles all have a brand of no added sugar, no added salt, peanut butter. Yeah. So using something like that yeah. and actually just either mixing it into a puree or if your baby's old enough to tolerate like toast or you can spread it really thinly on something yeah. like that. 
And so toast, when do you feed them toast? Is that finger food? It is a finger food. So when you think about it, it doesn't pass the smush test, right? That's not something you can easily smush. So that wouldn't be something I'd start with. Uh I'd be building up through kind of soft, chewable foods up until toasted around eight months. Soft cheese? But technically, I'm thinking about our platter. This yeah. Afternoon. <laughs> yeah, most platters tend to have to be put higher up for babies not to have. Um, I mean, technically, soft cheese is a bit of a food safety risk. Yeah. Like, you know how you can't eat it when you're pregnant. Oh, yeah, technically, of course. Technically, yeah. and same with runny eggs, I wouldn't yeah. offer till after 12 okay. months. And there's just nothing really in it that they need. Yeah. Gotcha. I think yeah, that's kind of the key. It. Like, yeah, yeah. If, they, if it's not a nutritious option for them, just don't even bother yeah Yeah. what about um this was another question that came through some of our listeners and as well like i said i didn't write down who their names were but thank you all so much for sending in your questions what about if you want to if you know a baby has started to not like a food so you're offering it two three how many times do you go back before continually while you're eating it okay right so like if they let's say you have carrot right and they've got a carrot puree you've given them a spoonful they spat it out yeah i don't want any more that's cool i wouldn't be obsessive about it like don't do carrot every single meal for the next you know however just keep it rotating in and out okay you don't want to say oh that's a definite no-no because like there's things i like as an adult that i didn't like there you know yeah yeah it's just exposure and that's exactly the same with fussy toddlers as well is like it's not your job to make them like it or get mm. them to eat it. Yeah. Your job is to offer, provide, and their yeah, job is to decide. It is yeah. funny, isn't it, how we're like, no, you must like mm. this. Like, why? We don't like everything. It is weird what you do as <laughs> yeah. parents, isn't it? And so much of this food stuff is tricky because our whole relationship with food now as a society is really warped, mm. right? We all have funny beliefs about health and food and mm. what it all represents. And there's so much out so there now. Much. Now, Yeah. Yeah, but actually it's the basics. Like, I'm going to teach my babies to enjoy food. Yeah. And like it, to share food, to be in that nice space around mealtimes. That's more important than, like, the individual ingredients. Yeah, and I reckon for me, I talked to you a lot about it when I was pregnant. It was the first time that I ever ate intuitively. Yeah. And I'd never, ever done that. And so when I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I was heartbroken because I couldn't eat intuitively. And it was the first time that I was, like, not worried. I wasn't, you know, and I wasn't blowing out or anything like that because I was balancing everything out. And then when I didn't want to go on insulin, I cut out all sugar and everything. But I guess that's what you kind of hope to instill in your children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Intuitive listening to their body. And sometimes I think there's a misconception that babies should eat like a certain amount at each meal to be full. Yeah. And actually it's more important that some days babies eat heaps and some days they eat almost nothing right? because they're just listening to their body. Like you don't know if that baby's getting an earache or a sore throat or, Mm. you know, they've got a tummy upset or they're really constipated and they just needed time to get that through before they were hungry again. Like, yeah. we don't know that stuff. So we can't project onto them what we think is an appropriate amount for them yeah. to eat. Oh, my God. I feel like I could keep, like, I was going to oh, say I could, I could keep going. Hours. <laughs> well, well, before we go, is there anything that you feel like we've missed? <sighs> I think, like, there's a heap of um, baby products on the market and yeah. I don't think that you need all of them mm. um, to make this, like, an enjoyable space. Yeah. I bought Memphis a little present. Oh, my God, um, have a, you? A little baby eating smock <gasps> oh, that I love. Cute. And you can share that and okay. the link for those later. But they're awesome. Oh, thank you. Because also food is, a, is meant to be messy at yeah. the start. Yeah. And that's really tricky. Like, lots of us I hate don't mess. like mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We hate it, but we've had to let that go, haven't we? And the mess is where he learns about food, especially if he doesn't like the taste at first or he's just getting used to a new texture or flavour. The more that he can touch it and smear it on his face and get used to it, the better for him to learn. And that would be my other tip as well, I guess, is try to really leave any cleanup till the end of the meal. Yeah. It's really tempting to, like, <laughs> scrape and wipe and Yeah, down. yeah. But that's really Let invasive. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't want to eat my meal and no. have somebody wiping my face that's every two so seconds. true, isn't it? I think that's the motto, though, right? Like, yeah. if I don't want it done to me, then, yeah, why that's, am I doing it? That's such yeah. great advice just in general for parents. Yeah. I really think because there's a lot of stuff that I see that kids are forced to do yeah. that I think, I like – respectful yeah 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 well i even said to him as well like as a parent i don't want to force my kid to hug and kiss people who they don't want to kiss like i don't want memphis to be like that obviously with his grandparents and stuff i'll be like you know they would appreciate that but if you're that kid that doesn't want to hug and kiss people in their space then i think you have to respect that as well and i think the big tricky thing for parents at the moment is you feel like it's your job to make them do it. Or yeah, like if, you're, that you're a bad parent if they don't do it. And if you're panicking about something, all you do is revert to what your parents did to you, right? Yeah. You're like, well, I don't know what else to do. He's, yeah. I'm just going to do this thing. Yeah, my yeah. dad used to spank me and <laughs> sometimes would lock me in the toilet. You must think about what you've done because it was the most horrible place to be. So he would lock me. been. No, he wasn't that mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. No do you want to give a shout-out to your website again? Sure, yeah. Come and um, join me. So it's babymealtimes.com.au. There's a monthly subscription option, so it's 20 bucks a month. Awesome. It's not no lock-in, no cancellation. Just yeah. come and have a look. Awesome. The key is the Facebook group. So basically, oh, yeah. I'm in there yep. every day yep. answering the questions. And it's just such a nice community that you can just be like, what do I do about this? Or yeah. what about my first food? Or Plus, there's all of my – my website is basically photos and videos about how to. Yeah. How to make this, how to do this, how to feed this, how to hold the spoon, which spoons are like – awesome well thank you so much like i said i had heard you were the guru in town so we appreciate you joining us in our bedroom (laughs) yeah for another episode of first time parents if you are loving it we are loving all the reviews that are coming through on itunes but also please send us a private like direct message on instagram we love you slipping into our dms um because it really i don't know it gives us like a bit of a purpose with our you know with what we come up with each week and we get excited by the fact that you're relating to it um so big love to all you first-time parents and a massive shout out to feedingfriend.com.au if you want to get the self-inflatable breast or bottle feeding pillow it's heidi uh 30 for 30 percent off like you said We've travelled with it. It's been amazing and we absolutely love Amanda and the gang there. But uh, as usual, have fun being a parent and we love you. Bye. See ya. Thanks.